Disclaimer. The following podcast may contain some words that might be too intense or bad for younger listeners. So listeners, discretion is advised. The podcast does not have any specific theme. I just put up episodes on what I find interesting. It can range from funny stories or deep, dark, evil secrets. Everything I said is my own personal opinion. Opinions are not facts. All the episodes are done with the thought of entertainment and simple fun. Other than that, please enjoy the episode. Welcome, travelers of the world. It is me, RJ. Episode 6. Yay! Can't believe we're already in episode 6. Super cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a little dance because I'm actually really happy. <laughs> so before we start, please follow me on my social media account. My Twitter is at RJ's underscore journey and my Instagram is RJ's underscore journey zero zero. Please use hashtag RJ's journey podcast. Let me know if you have any podcast ideas, comments, or just want to say hi. Do also follow me on my other platform. Facebook page is r.j.cheshire. Don't ask me why I did it that way. I'm just weird that way, okay? <laughs> also, I have a published short story. Yay! The book Dystopia Manila is an anthology book written by 23 brilliant authors. My short story is The Evolution Project. Let me know what you think. You can search Papercat official site to download the ebook for free. I mean, who doesn't like free stuff, right? <laughs> also, if you're one of those nostalgic babies who likes books in the physical form, you can also request for a physical copy. There will also be a new anthology book coming called Love in Style. And my new short story, The Fashion Dynasty. <laughs> it's romantic. It's comedy. It is cringe. Three of people's favorite things. <laughs> I mean, I, I think anyway. <laughs> And thank you guys in advance for all of the support, and I hope I'll be able to create more awesome stories and contents in the future. For those of you who are wondering, I'm writing my scripts for the episodes uh, that are to be uploaded weekly, uh, as much as possible anyway. (laughs) Uh, So all of these pre-planned topics, though of course life happens and plans change, so I adapt as life goes. If I have new or fresh ideas, I might rewrite and reschedule my whole upload schedule. Also, fun fact, this topic was actually the first episode I ever written. Why? I don't know. know. (laughs) I just thought ocean versus space thing is cool, okay? I just think it's cool. Don't come for me. I just just like it, okay? It's it's my podcast. I want to post about ocean versus space, okay? It's my podcast. (laughs) I know people are not arguing with me about this, but, you know, I just want to throw a tantrum. (laughs) Anyway, now with all that out of the way, let's start with today's episode. So the topic I want to discuss with you guys today is, what is scarier, ocean or space? I get this idea while I was watching some of Markiplier's video, which, by the way, if you don't know who Markiplier is, please do a YouTube search or a Google search. 
like and subscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hashtag not sponsor. I just love a lot of his videos. I don't watch every single one of them, but a lot of them are really interesting and fun. And if you guys talk to my sister, she would tell you that I watch a little bit too much of his video. <laughs> I don't know, it's just fun, okay? It's fun. I'm not gonna defend my decision to you guys. I don't have to defend. <laughs> so in some of his videos, he would mention that he hates the ocean. Because according to Markiplier, it is just a big watery grey. And it is the great ocean of a death. And according to my best friend, she felt the exact same way. <laughs> to me, I don't really have a preference. I mean, almost anything can kill you if they try hard enough, right? <laughs> anyway, so YOLO! <laughs> you know, this is actually the first time in my life that I actually said the word YOLO. Like, I never said it in any context ever. So this is actually the first time. You're hearing me say YOLO for the first time. <laughs> Do people still use still use YOLO? I don't know, I, I don't really know what today people do anyway. In some of his videos, he would mention that he loves space, and if given a chance, he would probably want to go to explore himself. Which speaks volume because if you guys know that he does some of those like click, uh, choose your own adventure kind of videos, uh, one of the choose your own adventure videos with actually a big production called Space with Markiplier. So, you know, it speaks volume of his love for space. <laughs> then this got me thinking of what's the difference between them and that will be considered to someone that is scary. Don't get me wrong, sometimes fear is illogical. We don't get to really choose what we're scared of, knowing an or unknown, unknowingly. Why would be scared of certain things? Sometimes there, there's just some things in our brain that just make us the way it is. Whether it be consciously, unconsciously, or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. Sometimes just fear is just illogical. Sometimes you're just afraid of things because, I don't know, something in your brain that just makes you scream, No! <laughs> so, ocean versus space. Let's start with the ocean, because it probably is the nearest thing that I can travel to without dying just yet. <laughs> the ocean itself is gorgeous, especially with the combination of sunset and the waves crashing through the beach, many of the ocean beauty that comes from that is inside the waters, like corals, colorful fishes, whales, dolphins, sea turtles, etc. <laughs> But then there's the horrifying deep underwater of the unknown that is still unexplored due to, I don't know, I think due to not having the technology or the equipment maybe? Budget? I don't know. To explore the deep dark ocean. One of the things that are just terrifying is like a giant squid. I don't know why, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, it's like hardwired to our brain. It's like, whenever we talk about sea monster, we're just like, giant squid! Like, there's really no other type of sea monster out there. Like, if we just talk about sea monster, the first thing that really comes to mind is giant squid! <laughs> like, there, there is a conspiracy about this, and I believe there was some footage, I think, showing that there are large tentacles lurking under the water. But it can also be just video editing, since it's not impossible to do as well. 
It can be a giant squid. It can be Cthulhu. It's anybody's guess. <laughs> but imagine just you, yourself, in a deep, dark underwater with only the light from your submarine as your source of light. No help can come to you ASAP. ASAP. Because there's not enough budget to send in more than one search party for you. You heard the whoosh sound. And some tiny bag from the pebble hitting your submarine. Then suddenly... Giant squid! <laughs> Sorry, did I scare you guys? If I did it, that's a, I did a pretty good job. Yay! <laughs> well, obviously, there's more than giant squid under the ocean. Like, a lot of weird-looking fishes. <laughs> but then there's my personal favorite, the Dumbo octopus. It looks it looks just so round and squishy and, and just so cutie. Just, just like a wobbly around the water and colorates its eyes when it's shy. Know, it's, it's just adorable. It, it's just so cute. And I really like it. It's just a, it's just a really adorable underwater octopus. <laughs> I personally would like to try scuba diving, though it is a very expensive sport. I believe anyway. <laughs> I mean, scuba diving has also been known to be like a rich people's sport because all of the gears are so expensive. Uh, one of my friends actually has a scuba diving license. I hope someday I'll be able to get a scuba diving license as well, but I need to travel all the way to Batangas and I don't... I can't... I mean, I can drive, but my parents won't let me drive. <laughs> I mean, I do... Maybe not now, because like I said, it's like a rich people's sport. If, either you buy your own gear or you have to rent them, and I don't know which one I want yet. <laughs> So maybe not now, but maybe some somewhere down the line, I will want to try to get a scuba diving license. Also, as of now, I don't have that that kind of money for that kind of expensive sport. But someday, maybe. Have you seen one of those really cool water jets flying around the sea? I kind of want to try that. I think it's super cool, and you know, it kind of looks like Iron Man on water. <laughs> Though, I'm kind of interested in man's fascination with the ocean as well. Like, one of man's many dream on wanting to own a boat or a yacht so that they can travel the sea and have parties with girls. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, why guys have this weird fascination with water. Like, I know cars and houses. Like, it makes sense. But if we're... Sometimes if I ask guys, like, if you were given a buttload of money, like, what would you buy? And then say, I want to buy a boat. I want to buy a yacht. Why? <laughs> like, why not a helicopter? Like, there are a lot of plenty other expensive things you can splurge on, so why yacht? Or why a boat? And, I mean, I kind of get that they like the feeling of solitude and not answering to anyone, especially their, I don't know, significant other. <laughs> I, I know guys like to fish because, you know, just kind of like peace and quiet for them. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it's like a common dream for men to have such a pirate feeling. Like, I think a lot of the guys that I talk to, one of their thing that they really want to do is to be a pirate. <laughs> is it because they feel, they like the feeling of being free and wandering around the world and having 
that adventurous tales to tell or to not have to answer to anybody but themselves I don't know I think many people want that too to have the freedom to do whatever they want and plus it's a really cool thrill to go anywhere you please and not because you should but it's because you can that would take a lot of courage and a lot of nerve but such would also be super fun to be able to do something like traveling the high sea which is why I think cruise ship is such a huge business because it is relaxing, it has food and it has like alcohol and I don't know gambling in some, some of the ships <laughs> I don't know but also people went overboard so be careful I guess <laughs> I've actually been thinking about writing a pirate fantasy story because recently I've been watching uh, Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time as an adult. It was only now that I can finally appreciate all the jokes and the actions, the stories, and the witty banter between the actors. I love the whole series and franchise actually. It is now that I finally really appreciate the acting of Johnny Depp, though I've always loved him as an actor, especially watching uh, such as what was what was the one again? <laughs> uh, one of Tim Burton, A Corpse Bride, yeah, that's one of them. Corpse Bride, and then Sweeney Todd, that's also super cool. I, I love that one. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's more, but I'm not, I don't have time to name them all. Though I've always, uh, I also love uh, Geoffrey Rush, who played. Hector Barbosa and Bill Nye, Nye? I don't. Sorry, I'm really sorry. I don't know how to read his last name. Who played David Jones? All incredible, brilliant actors. But I think the people who really deserve the MVP are the are the directors and all of the staff who, who work on the film. They really are the MVP, and then they're super amazing at their job. They really went all out, spare no expense, and bring such an incredible magic to life. I think nowadays there are too many CGI. Not saying that CGI is bad, but sometimes CGI's can only do so far to make to just give you that magic touch. So I do miss the days when the directors would be more creative in terms of like movie effects and not always relying on CGI effect. Also, I watch a YouTube video about uh, some of the production behind the scenes, and apparently. <laughs> One of the biggest budgets that they went to is food. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, you're gonna be in a high, hot island, traveling around. You're gonna get hungry. Also, a lot of the scene they shoot was on the island. Which is like catching that incredible... Like, I think it's hard to really recreate the exact same thing on CGI. So, I think going with on location, it's super expensive, but I feel like super worth it because it's just so good. Like, I can clearly see the heart and effort they went into making all of these, and I don't know, I just love it. Other than that though, the music mwah, is incredibly iconic. It's so good. Like, if you hear that song in somewhere, probably the first thing that came to your mind was like, Ocean, pirates, sea, fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm starting to blabbering something <laughs> that's somewhat not related to ocean. I mean, kind of related, but not super related to ocean. These are just some of my thoughts and opinions. Anyway, you know, each to their own, of course. You might not like it. As a lot of people uh, don't really like the movie after the Black Pearl, but I don't know. I just love all of it. <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to the ocean. <laughs> I 
the one to continue blabbering about something like this. <laughs> Though I do hope you enjoy my blabbering. <laughs> In all honesty, with all of these unknowns, the ocean is really freaking scary. Though I think scientists know more about what's happening in space than what's happening under the sea. This is just my opinion anyway. Let's be clear. I mean, there's an International Space Station or the ISS, but I'm not sure if there's such a thing as an international underwater station yet. Or maybe there is. Please let me know using RJ Journey Podcast hashtag or hashtag RJ's Journey Podcast. Whichever you want to use. <laughs> if there's any, do let me know there. But I do know that there are underwater hotels. Yes, you heard that right. A hotel that is literally underwater. Do keep in mind that the idea of an underwater hotel is cool and all, but there is still a lot of risks. So if you ever think about booking this hotel, please do your research. Again, hashtag not sponsored. Also, I heard from one of my professors before that she was interested in trying to uh, join this uh, reservation hotel, underwater hotel. But apparently, there's like a lot of training you have to go through, medical condition you have to get checked up on, and like survival, <laughs> survival training that you have to go to before you can even book this hotel. So. Uh, I think that's like an experience for the rich, only if you have the stomach and the money for it. Because you know, everything costs money. Now, let's move to space, where Star Wars and Star Trek make space a sci-fi dream. But then there's something like aliens and deep space, so that makes space a sci-fi nightmare. <laughs> Also, while searching for space horror movies, did you know that there's a movie called Alien made in 1979 and Aliens made in 1986? So there are literally just two different types of alien films. If you knew already, then good for you. For me, it's news to me because I don't, I didn't know uh, there were different movies. On the topic of space movies, since we're on the topic of sci-fi, did you know that the first person who started the sci-fi genre is Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, published in 1818. 1818. So 1818. Uh, I don't know if I'm reading it right, but 1818. And do you know the Dorothy Catherine Fontana, or best known as DC Fontana? who pioneered one of the best-known sci-fi series of all time, Star Trek. I'm sure a lot of people know, but I didn't. I, 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 I don't know, I, I, I was too... I don't know, I'm, I feel like... I feel the age gap coming in. <laughs> like, I don't really know Star Trek. I don't really watch Star Trek or Star Wars. I don't know if I'll ever go around and watch Star Trek or Star Wars. Maybe I will. We'll see. I'm not that super into sci-fi. <laughs> To know that women who pioneered the great sci-fi of our time is truly magnificent and amazing. Did you know that she uses the initial DC so producers during the 1960s wouldn't know that she's a woman? Which I feel like it's still happening to this day. I don't know. I feel will you do you think society will ever change? I mean, it's happening slowly, but I feel like there'll always be people out there like that, so which is sad. Anyway, going back to space topic. <laughs> Sorry for blabbering again. Just find like interesting stuff, okay? 
I think space itself is very interesting and in a way it's like the sky ocean <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> the only thing that makes the sky ocean more perfect is that there should be giant gentle space well like my like my podcast image i like space well and i hope that they can make more space well and maybe some somewhere in space space turtles i also like space turtles <laughs> And that Milky Way is absolutely breathtaking. Like, even though as beautiful as space can be, it can also be terrifying. I mean, it wasn't the ocean that killed the dinosaur. It was the asteroid from space. Also, like the ocean in space, you can't breathe. So, I think either whether you're in the ocean or in space, you can't breathe. I mean, at least if you're lost at sea, you can still try to swim. Like, there's still a very, very slim chance of survival if you learn how to swim or, you know, learn how to float. But you might still die. But, you know, at least you're trying to stay alive. But in space, if you're lost in space, you're literally floating around the space in the empty nothingness like a human goober until you hit a surface or an asteroid. <laughs> Or maybe floating into the sun. And that's terrifying. There's a million asteroids in space and probably kill you as you're floating like a human goober. Also, the existence of aliens is quite scary as well. Have you guys seen Swarm from Love Death Robot? I highly recommend this episode because the stuff that happened there can be quite insane. It also happened in space if you're wondering. <laughs> It is about a scientist one wanting to using wanting to use the knowledge they learned from the storm to create slaves for the human race, like willing slaves for the human race. It didn't turn out quite well for them. Though, like I said, if you're interested in seeing the whole story, uh, do check Love Death Robot. Hashtag not sponsored. If you're an animator or story creator, I would highly recommend you watch it. It's really good for someone who really appreci appreciate a good story and amazing artwork. I mean, they're, they are all short stories, but a lot of them, yeah, they're hits and miss. I like a lot of them, but there are also some that I just, uh, not really my type. I think one of the scariest thing about the ocean is that, you know, for a fact that there is something that's alive down there. Unlike space, there's no definitive proof that there's life beyond Earth. But in deep under sea, oh boy, there's just a whole other crazy stuff down there. Not only do they look scary, they also act scary. Unless you're unless you're a Dumbo octopus, then then you're cute. Even if even if it's like deadly venom or you're probably strangling me to death, but you're being doing you'd be very cute doing so. <laughs> I think based on the technology now, I do believe that space hotel won't be that far off. I mean, there are already billionaires who went to space. What's to say that billionaires won't build a crazy 10-star hotel out of the space? <laughs> they can call it the Galaxy Hotel. A super creative name for the hotel, don't you think? <laughs> I wonder if the space hotel will be something like from WALL-E, you know, Axiom? Oof. Though sometimes it's scary to think that when people rely on machine too much, that the consequence will be dire. Like forgetting how to do simple things, like remembering stuff because the robots can do everything for us. 
also driving because the robot can do that too cooking shopping basically robots can do everything for us there are just a lot of things that you can forget to do just by not doing them that's how the brain works if you never exercise doing the things that you normally do you will forget this is exactly why learning a new language is hard because if you never use it or you learned and then never speak of it again then you would just forget though honestly most of the scary movies i've seen about the ocean is really just because of shark though there was study saying that you're more likely to be killed by a cow or a horse than a shark are there any cool deep sea movie that you could recommend do let me know using hashtag rj's journey podcast i'll keep saying it until people started commenting <laughs> I mean, so far people have not been using the hashtag, so I'm, I'm, it's sad. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm just glad that people are do enjoying listening to the podcast that keep listening for more. <laughs> so, ocean versus space. Which one is scarier to me? In all honesty, I don't really know. Either way, they're both pretty scary in their own way, and they're both full of unknowns and probably will kill you. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to go down to the underwater ocean every day so you don't know nor do you go up in space every single day so i don't know that either though i think there are more successful trips to space than deep sea trips so i think in terms of modern technology wise going to space is probably safer and less scary in an article i read from oceana.org published in june 8 2020 I'm just paraphrasing here. According to Feldman, Feldman, Feldman. In this article, it says that in some ways, it's e- it's a lot easier to send people into space than it is to send people to the bottom of the ocean. The intense pressure in the deep ocean make it an extreme difficult environment to explore. So, which is scarier, ocean or space? And given a chance, which which one would you want to explore, ocean or space? <laughs> Let me know using the hashtag RJ's Journey Podcast. And I shall read some of the comments on my next episode. If no opinions are given, I'll just cry like a big goober. <laughs> Which I probably will do because people never comment. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I just really enjoy making all this episode and I just hope you guys enjoy too. Please follow me on my social media account. My Twitter is at RJ's Journey Podcast and my Instagram is rj's underscore journey zero zero please use hashtag rj's journey podcast let me know if you have any podcast ideas comments or just want to say hi do also follow me on my other platform facebook page r.j.cheshire and also i have a published short story yay the book dystopia manila is an anthology book written by 23 brilliant authors my short story is the evolution project let me know what you think you can search Papercut official site to download the ebook for free. I mean, who doesn't like free stuff, right? And if you're one of those nostalgic babies who like the books in physical form, you can also request for a physical copy. There will also be a new coming soon anthology book called Love and Style. And my new short story, The Fashion Dynasty. It is romantic, it is comedy, it is cringe. <laughs> I hope you travelers enjoyed today's podcast episode and feel free to reach out for some fun, lighthearted entertainment. 
take care stay safe and i'll see you in the next podcast episode bye